Coming up on The Glue Guys today, we are going to talk about what Sean Marks had just talked about. Update on the health situation for the Nets players. Also discussed uh, the possibilities of Kyrie and Kevin Durant playing again this season, if there is a this season. Who knows? Could get crazy in here. Today's episode of The Glue Guys is brought to you by Remarkably Remote, a new daily microcast from the experts at GoToMeeting, all about making work from home work for you. With indispensable intel on how to stay sane, motivated, and productive at home, we're here to help you in this brave new remote working world. Find us on smart speakers or subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. You can also listen at GoToMeeting.com slash tips. That's GoToMeeting.com slash tips tips welcome back to the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. Brian, tell people where they could be watching streams of us and when they could be watching streams of us. We're on uh, Twitter, we're on the Periscope, we're on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv forward slash glue guys. We're on sportscaster.com, same deal, forward slash glue guys. It's a cool service. Check them out as well. We're all over the place. We're streaming like maniacs, like bottom line. Um, and we're also watching old games. We watched the Minnesota game from opening night um in in great detail so it's fun come check it out everybody um two twitter shout outs i want to give one is at mg bushwick one bk brigade on twitter as well if you see him he works at uh new york presbyterian health i think nyph is what that means um he's a nurse there what's happening right now um so he's a big nets fan i don't know if you've seen the picture of him online but he had a, a gigantic nets logo on his scrubs so shouts to him in this moment and shouts to the minor Twitter kerfuffle that I just got into with Wilson Chandler. <laughs> Coming at you, Wilson. <laughs> that, for is, your that, is, takes. that is minor. That is a minor <laughs> kerfuffle. <if I'm, laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that's going to register as a kerfuffle for most people. So uh, Wilson Chandler, I, I honestly, I'm like very into Wilson Chandler as a person, more so you than are. the basketball player at this point. <laughs> well, as a Twitter presence, I can tell you're really connecting. Yeah, I really dig it. I dig it. It's very like as if he's actually speaking to you. And I really appreciate the wall is down. You know, he's an open book right now. Uh, but he put out there a playlist for the moment that he's in. And there's, a, you know, there's a lot of different types of music on there. And I just shouted out at him. I don't see any Hall and Oates. Uh, that's not a good playlist. And he took me very seriously, I think. It's like as literal as that could be possibly taken. And he said, where I'm from, people who do pop music don't get any respect. You know what's really funny about that is that he actually thinks that on every playlist you've ever made, you'll you'll make sure to put in some hollow notes. That's what he thinks of you, Mike. That's how... That's how it's, yeah. Okay, is that that far afield, do you feel? I guess, I guess knowing you, that's probably not that far afield. No, so I sent Wilson, and I hope Wilson's listening to the podcast, I sent him uh, Spotify's Yacht Rock playlist, which is really... Hollow Notes is a featured player on, but of course there's some Michael McDonald, there's Doobie Brothers, which of course Michael McDonald's a part of. And Don of. Henley on there, and he's Stevie Winwood. There's some Don Henley, not as much Eagles as like individual Eagles. It's like there's mm. a Glenn Fry song, there's a Don Henley song, <laughs> and the fact that I know these names shows you how old school 
uh, shitty music I am. Dead. That's, dead. That's, those are dead. Dead, dead tunes. <laughs> yeah. um, so hardcore Blood, Sweat, and Tears, another good band. The, a band whose name is the opposite of the music it played. Uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears feels very like raw and natural, but the music is like Yachty Rocky. I'll tell you what, exactly right down Yachty, the middle. Rocky. Wow. Yachty, Yachty, Rocky. Yachty, Rocky. Never, never heard um, of that genre. That's good. I'm using Three that. Dog Night. Three Dog Night. Shouts to Three Dog Night. Chicago. Oh. Mm, okay. Mm. Wow. Frampton. <laughs> oh. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I do listen on my jogging playlist. Uh, Baby, I Love the w- Your Way or whatever that song is from High Fidelity. You've seen High Fidelity, I feel like, right? The, the, the John, John Cusack, Cusack yeah, song? Uh-huh. Yeah. And, you know, he walks in. Well, I also watched the Zoe Kravitz. It's or Oh, you did? A, well, I watched parts of it. I, I kind of, it's on in my house, but I'm not like super plugged in. What What has that been like? What's that experience like? Because I'm thinking about diving into that show. Um, It is... Uh, it well, there's things to like about it and things to not like. It's it's very much like it feels like a show like from a certain time. It's kind of like a Felicity. It's got some Felicity vibes to it. <laughs> if you're Felicity, if you're also Felicity sound like guy, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you might really I've been on. No, I've never watched <laughs> yeah. Felicity in my life. But Did like, you watch Felicity? Uh, no, I watched it in the same way. It was like my <laughs> wife watched it and it was like on my house, and so I like had an eye on it. At like when I was you know, passing through the room. Um, so it's sort of got that kind of, here's what it is. A lot of these shows that are <laughs> placed this. in Brooklyn, they have a lot of these like Brooklyn-y, like jokey things. Like some guy will get like an $8 coffee and they'll like rip on him for being, which is like, I get that that's a, a meme that exists, but it's, it's always heightened to a place that's unrealistic. Like I've never actually seen an $8 coffee. That doesn't never, never act, that doesn't actually world. exist. And like the vast majority of these coffees are still, Dollar fifty two dollar bodega coffees. That's still a th- it's still there. Um, I, st- I think that there's just a disconnect because people who write shows or movies about Brooklyn don't live in Brooklyn typically. Like they, it's their view of what I, millennials are. But millennials isn't even an accurate term anymore because we're too old. Like we're yeah. we're pat we're we are millennials, but like we're too old to be interesting at this boomers. point. Boomers, no, we just went right into being boomers. <laughs> if anyone watches Vanderpump Rules, they know our age group is no longer interesting. It's just sad. <laughs> um, very <laughs> sad. Vanderpump yeah. is a very sad show. You don't age well when that's yeah when you're that. Um, um, speaking yeah. of the opposite of aging well, which is actually not aging well, which is aging well, uh, the Nets. Aging better and better by the day, I guess. Um, a couple yeah. of key things. So yesterday, which was Wednesday, Sean Marks had a conference call with reporters to update the situation. And the, the big news, and deservedly so, is that the four players who had tested positive for COVID-19, one of them being Kevin Durant that we know, because Kevin Durant publicly has stated it, everyone is now healthy. They have all been cleared of the 14-day self-isolation and quarantine. And they are practicing social distancing. And so Sean Marks declared that, which is, of course, really good news. But then if, but then when you open yourself to reporters, you get some more questions. And the, the two sort of big items that Sean Marks hit specifically was about head coaching considerations and injury timelines. And our last episode, Brian, which I thought was a banger mm. of all bangers. A classic. Uh, talked a lot about in, uh, talked a lot about the coaching situation overall before Marks even talked about it. But here's the main thing that Sean Marks said was that we are not reaching out to anybody right now. That would not be fair to our current group, Jacques Vaughn and the rest of the staff. Um, it's and he says I think it's extremely important that everybody has not only my support but the owner's support and front office's support during their time. That's our priority. Very Marxian. 
to, to be to to not act like he's some backroom dealer that he's only focused on everyone. So I don't think that's unusual. The fact that they aren't reaching out to anyone because that I think it would be weird if they're trying to do job interviews during this time. I don't think you'd get the best interview. And having but, having been on a few Zoom hangouts, like happy hours, <laughs> I got to tell you, it's not a good it is not a good approximation of actual socializing. It gets pretty sad pretty quick for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask how you feel about the Zoom hangouts. I'm enjoying I, them. It uh, was. I, like, I mean, I, like I did. It. Here's the thing: I need more like high energy friends. I think that's my my friends are like pretty low <laughs> energy by, by nature, and like a couple a couple of white claws in, and everyone's just sort of slumping. That's that's sort of what happens. My friend Ellie Prince shouts to Ellie. It was her birthday yesterday, and hey, April nice. Fool's birthday, and we did a Zoom for her, and we did a game. Not really much of a game, but it's a two-step process, which is to name your AIM password, or not AIM password, your AIM name from back when we were growing up, you know, Instant Messenger. Um, Very revealing. I feel like when we interview players, that's one of the questions that we should be asking. Wow. I think it, like, cuts to the core of a human, like, of who they were before this dark, dark world disturbed them, which is adulthood, adulthood disturbing you. Brian, what was your AIM Oh Name. God! <laughs> this okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I was actually super late to aim. I did not, as as you can maybe guess. So, like people that know me know, I don't text really at all. Um, it's true. I, I do. I do with Mike a little bit, but that's uh-huh. like for you know because we we have a special relationship. If you're We're if planning. you're a family member of mine, you have beef with me about not being in touch <laughs> <laughs> because I don't do it that way. So I came to the game very late, was very flippant about, I had no idea that people put so much um, like earnestness into this. And I had my friend set it up for me and I was just like, dude, just pick whatever like the auto fill thing is. And it was like beatnik 42, <laughs> which is <laughs> really, and, and then and he's like, and he's like, this is really sh- like, this is really weird and sad. I was like, I don't know if there's something funny on there. And I was like, he's like, the what? I was like, put Izzle. I don't know. Put Izzle on it. So it was Beatnik 42 Izzle, but it was <laughs> really, Jeez. yeah. So I wait, you're and telling I no me idea. this was an autofill feature that, or like one of the, it was like, just like, uh, I guess at that point you could just like scroll through it and be like, get lucky, you know, like one of those things. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know. It's uh, like a. I don't believe this story. I think you I, chose Beatnik Forty Two. You're a big Beatnik and a Mariana Rivera I, fan. I, at that age, I definitely didn't know what a Beatnik was for sure. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I uh, is that a oh Mariana Rivera? I get it. Um, Forty Two. But yeah. So, anyways, I had that. I had. I was. That was my cross to bear for a while. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was uh, Mike Lax nineteen. Pretty hard, pretty LAX lacrosse, you know, no big deal. Because you just got to let – it's very sports-focused. I feel like a lot of people's were very sports-focused, and I wanted to put out that vibe that I was a lax bro. My uh, catfish one was Surfer Dude, Surfer Dude 4262, wow. something like that. That was like when you wanted to message girls at your school, like randomly to, or see if they like liked you, and typically it was a no. I was like, hey, what do you think of Mike Smeltz? It was like a no. But um, Surfer Dude forty two sixty two. So if you had gotten a message from that guy, that was me. So nice. shouts to me. <laughs> Shout out to everyone. That, I don't that think that number's right. I'm just saying. Got messaged numbers. from like um, the big message that also Sean Marks delivered, and it's something we had been waiting on. I don't know if he, if, obviously, what you're going to hear me say now from what he said 
won't really change anyone's opinion of what's going to be happening. But this is on injury timelines involving Kevin Durant, who's recovering from an Achilles injury, and Kyrie Irving, who had been previously declared out for the season due to shoulder surgery, which he got in late February, and late February now feels like a thousand years ago. Sean Marks said this. He says, I think I think something we have to think about is our facilities are closed and just by getting time off does let your body heal. There are several other players that need our facilities, that need game reps, that need to be playing. And you can take the other side of this and say this hiatus has shifted real rehabilitation back and it slowed that. And then he basically said it's not really fair for us to ask these athletes or our performance team to put a timeline on these rehabs while we're going through this process where like, you know, everyone is self-isolating and all of that in that, I know I kind of talked about it, but do you, does any, does anything come out of that to you that stood out in the fact that Sean Marks is basically blaming self-isolation for the reason why he can't give you a specific answer? Does that feel genuine and authentic or does that feel um, like he's still trying to obfuscate? <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, everything is so, I mean, I, I do love Marx and that everything is so, everything seems very complicated, you know, when, when you're when in a Marx situation, there's always like lots of, you know, pulleys and levers um, in every situation. So I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that seems fine. I mean, the, the reality of the situation is that like nothing, it seems like really, truly nothing can be done on any level for anything um, right now. So yeah, I don't know. It's in a weird spot. What, what do you think that you think that he's, he's withholding some information? Yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, he <laughs> continues to withhold it, and that's his mo. And I'm not even criticizing him. I think it's a gift of his that he is so disciplined in his communication approach that he even refuses to open up a ray of sunshine into the possibility that Kevin Durant could return. Okay, so the, the basic facts are: we have no clue <laughs> if this season is going to continue. We really don't. Even though the NBA has made is continually putting out there. They're going to make every effort to have this season continue. We have no clue. We don't know. Like, the there's a wave of cases, and New York is being hit really hard right now. And then there's going to be a really hard spike in all the cities across America in different time, times when it's all going to be happening. So it's not just like once New York gets through this that everything in, in basketball is going to open up. No, it's it's just going to continue to kind of be this rolling effect. So we don't know if a season is going to happen. But if we're being intellectually honest, Kevin Durant should be able to play if the season were to begin, let's say, mid-June, right? And mid-June is actually far away. So that's giving a, a nice little runway to get to mid-June. We just got into April. Then if you know a calendar, May is the next month, and then after May is June. So that's essentially two and a half months. Not essentially. It is to mid-June. And to, to say a guy who was dunking – you like that? For all those calendar buffs out there. For all the you Gregorian calendar heads. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're on the Gregorian calendar, right? Um, I don't even know what that means. What is a Gregorian calendar? A Gregorian. A Gregorian is, I think, probably. I think it was like a uh, a Roman ruler who oh, was I the see. one yeah, who yeah. created the yeah. names are created after. Like Augustus was August, and I see. I see. Shouts to that class where I learned that. Um, you, so really, truly, a calendar buff. I thought we were joking, <laughs> but wow, okay, a big calendar buff. Big, my family has been in the calendar business for many a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do not mess with daily calendars. Those things yeah. are frauds and bad for the environment. 
Don't really? do a daily. What game. about the Far Side ones? I like the I like that Far Side. Which one's Far Side? You know the comic, The Far Side. Oh no! What I know, like never heard of the. the, the he's never. A, he's, yeah, Katie's never heard of the Far Side. He she can't believe it. <laughs> I I did hear Katie yell, "What?" <laughs> yeah. um, I'll look up Far Side. Yeah. But oh, I see it now. Okay, I get yeah. it. I actually know exactly what you're talking about. Sorry, but if we're being into, let me get back to roasting Sorry, Sean please, Marks yeah. here. Go ahead. If we're being intellectually honest, which Sean Marks isn't. Wow. wow. It, he isn't. I mean, he's saying the right thing and he is being truthful in a way. And it's something that I have even said, which is that like, you know, we all are having this fantasy that when the season returns that Kevin Durant will return with it and because he's going to be healthy and that he is healthy. But Marks is being truthful when he says our facilities are closed down facilities that we had seen Kevin Durant been using. It's not like he had been. Durant wasn't doing his rehab in an isolated situation and then rejoined the team. No, he was doing it at you know the Brooklyn Nets facility in uh, Sunset Park. So he had been there with the players. He actually had been traveling with the team recently to continue his rehab with the team as they were on the road. The video we saw of him driving left and going past Nick Claxton and then dunking the ball was in L.A. I think it was at UCLA where that was. So he had been with the team as the team was going out west in the Western road trip, which was cut in half by the NBA suspension of play. So Marks is being honest that the fact that the facilities are closed down does affect rehabs, but it would also have been honest to be like, you know what? It's a possibility. It's, it is a possibility that if the season starts, who knows when the season is going to be in? I, I me, this is my Sean Marks impre- impression. Who knows when the season will even begin there? We have so many steps till we even get to that point, but I talked to Kevin and Kevin feels this way or he feels that way about the rehab. And there is a possibility, yes, that Kevin Durant could be playing basketball. And what Marks is doing instead is mm-hmm. putting up the negative, putting up the excuses and not even addressing the positives, the possibilities. Yeah. I mean, it's Durant out, of, it's out of necessity. Again, we always talk about this. But if you open up any little small window of potential, even guys like you and me are just going to absolutely kick that little tiny pinhole wide open and (laughs) shove our faces in it and and there we are and that's and then the cat's out of the bag so yeah i mean i don't blame him you can't you can't do it can i argue though for creating that little pinhole of positivity yeah okay things aren't like you know sorry you know what i'm imagining it's like the jim carrey like the vince uh ace ventura 2 scene when he's coming out of the rhino's but, you know, oh, that's, that's basically that's that was what, what I was imagining while I was listening to that. Anyway, sorry. I go apologize ahead. for even saying the phrase to let you picture that moment. Yeah. Um, Ace Ventura two better than one, huh? No, I don't know. <laughs> the way you just stared me down. Damn, I'm fired up. <laughs> that's, by my that's Wilson a fight Chandler that's been. I can tell you've been you've been having that fight for decades now. Um, so times are not the most positive right now, right? And I think it would be a public service from Sean Marks, Kevin Durant, and the entire Brooklyn Nets franchise if they at least allowed and floated out the possibility that Kevin Durant could be the the carrot at the end of this stick or the light at the end of this coronavirus tunnel. I know it would be it would only matter to a small sect of people. Nets fans, it probably, I mean, some NBA fans in general would be excited to see Kevin Durant return. But if they just allowed for a moment, because sports is entertainment ultimately, right? Like, 
It's a multi-billion dollar business. These players are businesses onto themselves. They are brands onto themselves. I know there's a lot at stake here. And these are their lives that, you know, we are watching and all that enjoying. But sports is entertainment. And, like, why not just float out the possibility that Kevin Durant may return from basketball? Because it's not even uh, medically or health-wise um, impractical, right? Like, it's it's exactly along the timeline. You know, before the season was cut in half, Brian, it's something I've referenced many times, but I was doing an Achilles uh, injury sort of mini documentary for us. And one of the people I spoke to, Virginia Zakis from In- Injury Analytics, which is a company that that takes a lot of data from how athletes recover from injuries and they'll put timelines of when they're going to come back. And Virginia told me that an Achilles injury for a basketball player, most players come back within 10 months, which is something that we knew, but they really should come back in 12 months. Well, mid-June is 12 months. So, in all practicality, from what we had seen from Kevin Durant, the fact that he was seemingly healthy on the path to return, and that the season would actually begin in 12 months, I'm just saying, it would it have killed you, Sean Marks, to just open up the pinhole of positivity? Just open it up a little bit. It would have absolutely killed him. That's not something he can – because then also you have to go down this other cascading thing of like, oh, what do you know about this like tournament that's going to happen in July and all that? And then he just opens his world up. It's Pandora's box, Mike. He can't do it. He can't do it it to himself. Is there um, like a – so there's all of these floated out possibilities. There's like the one game, you know, uh, single elimination tournament where basically the whole league is in it or, you know, the, the top 24 teams or whatever it would be would be in it or they just do the playoffs as is or there's a truncated playoffs where it's like the first round is three games the second round is five then the third and fourth rounds are seven game series is there one that you think is let's say it's mid-june who who knows but let's say it's mid-june or july is there something that makes sense to you none of it makes sense my i mean as a nets fan i really want to see it happen because we're a seventh seed with the potential to have kevin durant and Kyrie even coming back uh in a single game series, we can we can sneak one in over anybody. So like, we'll, we'll I will gladly have that asterisk championship, you know, <laughs> coming in hot as a seventh seed. Um, whereas like an asterisk championship for say LeBron James at thirty four with you know a who knows how much time left, <clears throat> maybe wants to have a real championship instead of a fake one. I talked about that a little on the stream last night. Um, so like, yeah, as just as a, as a Nets fan, this sounds good. As a basketball fan, eh, I don't know. I could go either way. Um, but it's fun. It's fun that they're thinking about it. It seems like, like none of these solutions are really making anybody happy. I mean, the, it, it seems like a lot of effort to then basically, cause you're always going to have an asterisk on this championship. There's just no way about it. Like, so you're not really getting the total gratification at the end of this whole thing for everybody involved. Um, so it's a tough sell on that level, Mike. Yeah, I don't. So my whole thing is. As a, so, I, if I was a Raptors fan, because that's who the Nets would be playing in round one, I think it would be the Raptors. I would be kind of furious. Oh yeah. If if the basketball just like one, if it was a single game elimination, I, I mean, I don't think if they did like the sixteen playoff teams and then made it a single game elimination, I don't think they would do that, right? Like, I think they would if they just stuck with the playoff teams, they would do something like a three game series and then five, seven, and seven or something, or just five, five, five. Like then. And also, here's I, I will say this. So everyone thinks about the schedules like if they do the playoffs, it would all be the way that it usually was done, which is like two games, 
a night, right? And it would be like a East Coast game and a West Coast game, or maybe three games where one game would also then be on NBA TV. But we also have to think about the reality where like no one's probably really going back to work even then. I think it would be more like March Madness where you would have four or five games a day because that's the only way the NBA could possibly like jam the schedule together enough without like severely damaging the players by playing too many games in a row. Like you could have games starting at 2 p.m. running all day and you would you would be able to get through the first round and the second round fairly quickly. Um, But if I'm a Raptors, like if I'm any fan who would have to play the Nets in a situation, I would be furious, but I'm not. And as a Nets thing, it is appealing. It's an appealing thought to think about. Now, I don't know about Kyrie Irving. I'm almost like, and I don't know what you think. I would almost believe that Kevin Durant is more likely to return into this situation than Kyrie Irving. I have no clue about shoulder surgery. I remember. <laughs> well, you haven't done an in-depth documentary style podcast. I probably about it yet. should. Yeah. Probably should. <laughs> season two right before up. even season one is released. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was like a four month uh, recovery. I think it was something like that. Now, it could be wildly different, right? Like they could say four months, but it could actually be six months if they had found some stuff in his shoulder that they didn't know before. Or a, it, like there's like, all of all like this what? stuff. Like what are they going to find? Like a tiny man? Tiny man? <laughs> like a little guy in there. Yeah. <laughs> Would you put it past Kyrie Irving to have a little man in her shoulder? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess. But so if it is four months, late February equals up into late June. But for some reason, I feel like I, I would because I really thought Kevin Durant was very close to returning. And it, health wise, it looked like he was there. And then these extra three months of time should equal up to no matter what if he was isn't rehabbing to the optimum if he isn't in a facility with performance team and G leaguers playing against G leaguers and working his way up when we first left him off when we last left him off he was playing 4 on 4 very close to as I've said before <laughs> 5 on 5 very close and yeah. basketball if you don't know if you check your Gregorian calendar basketball's played on a 5 on 5 right so um but I, I think what ultimately will happen I, – I, Are you I, – whenever you're doing that, I can't tell if you're making fun of the idea that it could be one-on-one and you still be like exerting the same amount of effort, like right? Like is that is that the joke? I, I think it's, it's just silly how we're like, okay, him playing one-on-one is something different than him playing three-on-three. But then <laughs> we're like yeah. he elevated it, from three-on-three. Three. I don't think it is. I think it's more exhausting to play a one-on-one oh, than yeah. any of the other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is actually. Um, that's like the best workout to play – Someone one on one who also can't shoot, so everything's just a drive to the <laughs> just hole, chasing down every careening <laughs> rebound. Yeah, because um, how boring would one on one be if you're Kevin Durant? Because you just pull up, you're seven feet tall, you just pull up. That's and, true. It'd be it'd be fast for him. That's the difference. So it was always funny to me how we were talking about how three. On, he's now doing three on three, major development. Now he's doing four on four, incredible development. It's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, at a certain point, like he's pl- okay, he's playing with other players. Like, he's okay. got, he's exceeded our expectations. It's six on six. <laughs> there's, getting- there's just 20 guys out there. It's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a bat. He's in WrestleMania. Yeah. He's a battle royale. Uh, there's a thousand people in the ring getting chairs thrown at them. There's Kevin Durant nursing yeah. his Achilles. You know what I saw recently was a clip of people doing five on five mixed martial arts. It was like a, uh, some Russian guys. This is oh, not not happening recently. This is a video from a while ago. But um, I thought that that was an amazing, an amazing sport. Um, five on five, and like so, there's different teams, teams. right? Teams, yeah, two teams of five. Um, oh, sorry, I just had a really quick message. 
Um, yeah, so there you go. That's the nuts. I think that that's Netsian about it. I just what I just I gotta say it's like we we I I like mostly what Sean Marks does, and I think the way he talks is to protect his players the most. And I don't know this for sure, but I think one thing that really bugged probably Kevin Durant, maybe Kyrie Irving by extension, and maybe DeAndre Jordan by extension is the time when Kenny Atkinson said in January or whatever it was about how amazing Kevin Durant was looking in his rehab, how blown away Kenny Atkinson was with what Kevin Durant was doing. And that puts pressure on Kevin Durant. There's no question. By revealing how close these guys may be to re- returning puts pressure on them. And I completely understand why Kevin Durant would be sensitive about that. Because as looking back on what happened to him last year with the Warriors when he injured his calf against the Houston Rockets and the the public line from the Warriors, they sent out a press release before the, uh, the World Series, before the NBA Finals began against the Raptors, literally saying they expect Kevin Durant to return essentially at some point soon, I think was almost the phrasing, literally saying – they could have done what Sean Marks does, which is we're not going down that road. It's all up to our doctors and Kevin Durant and figuring out the best timeline. The Warriors were saying in a public press release that they expect Kevin Durant to return soon. And and a poor then what franchise. happened, of course, well, that he did it. Yeah. What's that? I said it's a poorly run franchise over there. The Warriors, yeah. Yeah. They're not the Nets. <laughs> they don't run a tight ship. And so I get all of it. I know Marks is doing the right thing, and I know you should typically advocate for the team that you follow to do the right thing. But I also think that, like, maybe we could have a little fun. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. and, and it's it's not that big of a deal because – so Mike, you would OD on a little bit of fun right now. Oh That's the thing. God. That's we would, do, would, we would do a daily podcast. Yeah. This would come daily. How he's, saving, about, he's saving us from ourselves for for crying out loud. Let's live in this reality, Brian. <laughs> How great would it be if next week there's a story from Alex Schiffer in The Athletic where Alex Schiffer is reporting, sources tell me and Sham Sharania that Kevin Durant plans to return the moment the season begins, when the season begins, if it does. How excited would we be? It would boost the spirits of the city to wow. such a degree that maybe we would, you know, be happy. But that's it's neither here nor there. Maybe I'm projecting. I think it's projecting. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, that's it. I think we. Yeah, that was a fun we one. Were, we were going to talk free agency, but like ultimately, we have so, so much time for that. So much time. So much time for that. And what we were going to do is like link it back to what Winterhorse had said on his podcast on Monday. But really, all he said was that the Nets were going to swing for the fences, and it's something that we knew. Well, not necessarily we know, but a lot of people had been kind of saying that they were going to swing for the fences and go big. I think what I would like to do is to have a larger, more extended conversation because I have a yeah. lot of thoughts. Over the course crazy. of maybe a few months even. Like, yeah, it could okay. be. Yeah. Until until we have another Sean Marks uh, yeah. teleconference where he refuses to <laughs> accept reality. Yeah. So – and Sean, if you want to come on the pod, clear the air. Um, hey, Michael, thank you for having me on the show. Would we want if you, if people wanted to help the show? Would going on to iTunes and giving us a review, five stars, would we want them when need them? Would that help our situation? It would help like yeah. a lot. Like it would mean a, personally yeah. mean a lot. It would mean a and lot. Uh, athletic. We got some discounts over there too, right? Isn't that a thing? 
it's a pretty cool discount. 40% off. Pretty cool. Super cool. Uh, 40% off an annual subscription to the athletic, wow. theathletic.com slash glue guys. And I'm telling you, there. so there's a delightful series. Joe Poznanski, one of the best writers there are in sports, but one of the best baseball writers. He is going into his top five baseball players of all time. He's done the top 100. And he's gone 100 to number five. And he's going to wow. do five, four, three, two, one, sequential order next week. This is coming out like this week coming up. Uh, so it is well worth it if you love baseball. They're, the way he writes about it, it's beautiful. Who's number six? Do you What's remember that? who number six was? Ted Williams. Ah, that's a, that's a, that's a name I've heard of. Ted Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and there's some Yankees if you're a Yankees fan. Don't know how many Mets are on there. Oh, shots fired. Shots to Mets. Um, Brian, hey, come on. Hey, Mike, hey. again, thanks for having me. Um, so fun. Yeah, boy. Yeah.